Alright. You're rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM. ESN. Happy Friday. Yay, yes, we're here to the weekend. Got plenty to talk about the gluten grid schedule now. Y'all have had this schedule since 2 o'clock yesterday. So we're kind of coming on here with the last swing at John and myself here. But we will try to say something new about the Grizzlies' regular season schedule. It is good that it's out. Uh, what I was pleased with is it's not a ton of drop-off in terms of national television games. Yes, it's fewer. We expected that, but more than you'd had in the past still. Uh, no question about it. Second only to last year. So we'll get into that. Uh, Shannon Sharp, head to first take, or is he? Stephen A. Smith said, hold your horses. Team USA back in action tonight or today. It's actually right now, I believe. I was trying, John, before you got in here, efforting to get us FS1. I believe that is an 11 a.m. tip-off today yeah. uh, against Greece. They play Germany again at 11 a.m. our time on Sunday. Jaron Jackson and the guys back at it. Of course, you've got the official start of high school football tonight, too, John. I know that's big on your radar. Yeah, I heard you and Jeff saying it's going to be gone in 15 minutes. Pow, pow, pow. That's what y'all was saying. No, seriously, just beef up security. It's like my first thought. Yeah, I mean, you just that's have to. We, we don't have to take games out of Friday night, off Friday nights. Just have more. You know, Shelby County, Memphis City School Security Officers, MPD, more of a presence out in the parking lot. Because it seems to me that's where most of the shooting goes down, John. Mm-hmm. Out in the park. It's outside the game. Yes. So let's fix it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. It's uh, safe, so we can have a safe season. Because, you know, of course, there are, there are studies out there about the in- increased police force it equals in- increased, you know, violence in the community. But I don't know what else That's you do. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know what you do. So, yeah. I saw the one cop getting jumped this weekend, right? Yeah. If there had been five cops, he's not getting jumped. Yeah, well. I mean, it kind of works that way. It's pretty much common sense. If you got cops in the parking lot, if you've got, you know, cruisers parked in the corners or you know that has a usually has a pretty positive effect in terms of keeping that parking lot clear of any shenanigans but uh, uh, who am i to say that just sounds like a little common sense yeah it's 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 uh, like i told jeff my wife was at one of these things last week i didn't mention that when i told her with you with that cordova shooting so the, i mean this thing you know and your and your kids if folks listening cordova your kids were out there uh and so we got to do something can't just stay the same here can't be right. status quo all the damn time no there's no doubt about it you got to try I saw the plan for downtown in terms of changing the streets, you know, they're, they're limiting the uh, the access and the cruising. You know, they got to beef up the presence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you certainly you got to try that. You know, you got to give that a shot, and you got to get if you ain't if you don't, you ain't doing anything. Exactly. Uh, anyway, yeah, we'll get into all that here on the show. You will not believe who I found in the student directory. Looking forward to revealing who I found. In the University of Memphis, student right? That is uh, all I do. I sit around at home at night and I Google in the search engine Memphis student directory. I put in many names, uh, Common. I mean, I put in all kinds of names, mm-hmm. and you will not believe the identity of one student I found this uh, this e- past evening. This exercise continues to produce news, apparently. <clears throat> no, I didn't do that. I lied. I made the whole thing up. Wow. Um, I was just sort of doing that yesterday stumbled upon just went through all the old guys and uh you know i apologize for the news that that leaked out about that um it was simply an accident more than anything else (laughs) so sorry for blowing up some spots here um anthony sand's going to join us at 11 25 we'll talk to him about the grist schedule go through uh each game uh win or loss nope nope might go through the first 25 
Then we go through the first 25, win-loss, win-loss, with a breakdown accompanying each game, about two minutes. I think Anthony is prepared for that. So we will do 50 minutes on the first 25 games uh, with Anthony saying at 1125. Um, after that, we are going to be joined by Nyron Hawkins at 1240. This is something that you set up uh, to promote the honoring of the is – it, is it just D'Angelo or is it the it's team? It's a 2003 Tigers football team. The team, gotcha. Mm-hmm. But, of course, D'Angelo was a huge part of that. And so, Correct. Uh, hey, as you know on this show, we are all about honoring former Tigers. Love that. Um, and so we'll get into, you know, those uh, those festivities, how fans can get involved and uh, and all of that at uh, 1240. So looking forward to uh, being joined by Nyrone at 1240. And then at 125, Tony Barnhart is going to hop on, and we'll talk to him uh, about all the changes that have happened in college football, all the, uh, you know, does he does he like it? Is he a fan of it? Um, get into the SEC, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, all of that and more. And maybe even what he would say to Memphis fans, what advice he might have for Memphis fans throughout this difficult time. So anyway, that's uh, that's the show today. And listen, I, I, t- I got to tell you, you are a weekend warrior. You are someone who loves the weekend. Happy Friday. And as we always, not always, but sometimes like to do, we like to see just – Exactly what you are excited for. Excited. You're in your weekend. Now, you know I saw their star when I was out in Hollywood. You did? Yep. Chris put it on his Instagram. Oh, really? Chris by the Pointer Sisters star. How random is that? That is pretty random. I love them. Is that why he wanted to take the photo? Hmm? He knew how much you love them. He knows how much they mean to me. They don't mean a dang thing to him, but they do to me. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I, I probably don't even have to ask ask this, but I assume you're excited for the the privilege to enter and exit your home freely without any kind of uh, mm-hmm. any kind of assistance. That's mm-hmm. maybe that's something that gets. Yeah, there's brought no up. one there. Yeah, <laughs> there's no one there right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So maybe we'll get into that here or uh, there, but. U.S. taking on Greece as we speak, and then, as you mentioned, Germany right after that before the real games begin for the FIBA World Cup. Well, Germany is the one I'm really excited about because you've talked them up with Dennis Schroeder and how much you love them in this World Cup. So it's really the Sunday one that I'm excited about. But I am excited, John, because it does feel like, whether it's schedule release or whatever, everything happens after our show. This happens during our show right now. Darren Jackson, Team USA, getting ready to take on Greece. And so, yes, I'm excited because, again, gives Darren Jackson another chance to go out there, be great, get that confidence level up, and more importantly, gets this team tuned up. I'm excited again, especially after the win over Spain, about this team's chances on winning the gold medal. I think we came into this thing saying, don't know about this team and how it's put together. I feel a lot better about it after that 10-point win over Spain. Again, that was no easy win. Spain had walked you down after halftime taking the lead. Um, But listen, it's August. We got Team USA in action. How can you not be excited about two games this weekend, even if they are just exhibition tune-ups? Before the real thing later this month. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, like I'm next week. The end is when it starts, right? Yeah, yeah next, next weekend. Uh, the, the official the thing real starts stuff. next Friday, and next I, I, Friday. I think US doesn't play until that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, yeah. Look, I I, I think uh, obviously Greece is they were the United States went into this game favored by 18. And yeah, a there's half. no Giannis. Yeah, so that's kind of why I focused on Sunday. This will be a, a uh, squash match, but look, depending on how much uh, you know either team wants to show on Sunday. U.S. Germany could be a big one, but I'm, but I'm. Uh, we we talked about this sort of 
off the air yesterday. Like it just seems like Germany will not probably show, show you. Their, yeah, like because they're going to end up having to play you if, if for a gold medal if that's what they aspire to do. It's Dennis Schroeder, no Kleba, and who? Did the you, you, Bogner brothers. The Bogner brothers. Daniel that's Tice. Right. Okay, okay, okay. That's right. Uh, that's right. Uh, Niles Gafai. He's the oldest Former player on the UConn team. Guy, I bet he is. Um, I want to say there's one more guy that uh, I recognize, but maybe not. <clears throat> but it's going to be a look. Dennis Schroeder is a big game player. Okay, he's gonna he's gonna show yeah, up. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Do you have have you uh, managed to get Remember, the game? Remember, he did up? hurt us. Not what well, we got. F, I got FS1, but I don't. It's not coming through. Okay, maybe it hasn't started yet. I'm 11 a.m. start. Oh, is it just not? Brad, can you get it in there? FS1. If you can, we'll. We'll Either way, whether you're going to get periodic updates. American updates I'm from Brad on that side. Excited about it, you're going to get updates I've got it on during here. our show. Okay, what's the then score? I guess that means I could pull it up. Do we have a score yet? I don't. This is an important. Okay. I mean, I, I think what what we need to chronicle throughout the show is can Jason get the television working? I'm on the channel, bro. It's not coming up on FS1 HD. Yeah, that's what happened to me too on the HD. I'm getting a blank on my oh, HD, and that ain't Jason's is it, problem. Is it an FS1 issue yeah. over there in Abu Dhabi? I don't think it's an FS1 issue. I just think it's a, an f- issue with us getting FS1 in here. Oh, gotcha. I would we, we, don't have the, we don't have the channel. Yeah. We got to get that uh, all sports package, man. We got to get that uh, upgrade here uh, at 92.9, bro. Yeah. On, somebody go upgrade the package. We got to get the sports here. Uh, so Usually we're doing the radio. I mean, how much are we actually watching on FS1, much? though? That's kind of why we're here. The only, yeah, I mean, the only and time what I – What do we need in uh, here off FS1 usually? Yeah, not much. No, not 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 usually. You, I guess you would say, uh, not usually. But uh, yeah, no. Look, I'm I'm uh, I'm certainly excited for that, uh, and uh, it should be. Uh, hopefully, it's a competitive game, and, and both teams try to win it on Sunday because I think it'd be a good test, just like Spain was a good test for uh, for the United States. So, um, anyway, all right. How how excited were you to watch? It's a little random, but it was the standalone game last night. The performance of one DTR in the first half. Against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not as high on him as you are, but uh, I, I read the headline today that said he played poorly. I know he had a fumble, a uh, penalty on him, everything else. I thought he played well. Yeah. Again, how excited can you get about you know backup quarterbacks being out there? But this dude, UCLA, dynamic. He makes plays. I don't know when he ever gets on the field. He's behind Deshaun Watson. Frankly, right. Deshaun Watson, the one, needs to be on the field. Uh, but I like the kid, and so did Lewis Riddick and – Apparently, they're uh, the only pe- the only person higher on him than than us two is you. I mean, I, I, I've watched him two games now because for whatever reason the Browns have been on both Thursday nights. He was playing against first stringers, right? So yes, the only the I mean, the starting linebackers, starting safeties, and Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter mm-hmm. on the on the Which defense. Is pretty damn yeah. good. I mean, that's who he and he moved that ball. I, I gotta tell you, he drove him down, didn't he? Yeah, he drove him all the way down to inside the five yard line, and uh, and then John Kelly Jr. fumbled. But that's not a DTR issue. That was a John Kelly Jr. issue. So, no, I think the the challenge is exactly what you said. There's no way to uh, there's no way to get him on the field in Cleveland. Um, they gave Deshaun Watson a massive deal, but maybe you could trade him. You know, there are a lot of quarterback needy teams out here that. Uh, could certainly part with a second rounder for uh, for DTR. Now it's not going to happen now. I mean, it's like it's going to it's going to take more than two preseason games to do this. But um, yeah, I, I thought he looked really good. Yeah, the backup quarterback, preseason football, all that. But I mean, got the guy has good control. He's super mobile, um, and I've been impressed. I've been impressed in, in both. I mean, 
He willed the Browns back in game one against the Jets, got the win, and then took an 8-3 lead against the Eagles into the half yesterday. Ended in a tie, as you know. Uh, Cade York lost his job. I know that uh, Kevin Stefanski didn't say it, but that dude missed two straight field goals. Uh Uh-oh. Like in, a, in like back to back. Yeah, I didn't see that. I saw it ended in a tie, but I didn't see that. So it ended in a goals. tie because Cade York missed two back to back field gotcha. goals. Gotcha. Because he missed the first one from 47, and the Eagles were, were called for illegal formation. That moved the ball up five yards. Oh man! To a 42 yarder, and he shanked that one. So I know Kevin Stefanski didn't say outright. You know, but I don't know how you go mm-hmm. into a, a guy that can't even make a 40 something yarder in the preseason. Yeah, that's oh, rough. man, I, I just don't uh, I don't think it's in the cards at all. Uh, do we have it, Epic? Well, we do. It's just the HD that we did in the first. It hasn't oh, cranked okay. up yet. I just yeah, need yeah, to get yeah. down to 644, but the game has not started yet. I got you. Okay, so we we'll have the, we have the standard. Thank you, Epi. Brad. Yes, sir. How, how excited for you, uh, how excited were you in 2006? Oh, State's up 17-7 here. Here we go. First 17, quarter, 17-7. State's we're rolling. up. How excited were you in 2006 for the introduction of high definition and plasma television? Uh, probably Barry. <laughs> Jaron just had a huge block. Remember, I got the 3D TV at one point. Had you glasses did? on watching the TV. Oh man, that yeah. that that phase came and went. Didn't it, it feels very silly at this at this looking back now. Yeah, I remember that. Remember now that you're talking about 3D that, TV. It. Yeah. And there was only like one channel that like, I could yeah. have on my that actually it worked for. Otherwise, you'd have to get the DVDs that were right. 3D. Yeah. Put on the movie glasses. Yeah, I got real excited about all that. So I imagine, yeah, even for your HD. I was probably there too. Ooh, this is gonna. I can't wait to get it. In right. Yeah. Now twenty-seven. They're they're blowing them out. I mean, this yeah, is well, not gonna be close. We suspected this one would be absolute blowout. It's the Sunday one. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit. Yeah. Closer. Number was eighteen and a half pre pre flop. So it was it was always sort of expected to be a a bloodletting, if you will, yep. especially without Giannis. Um. So uh, yeah. No, it's it's uh, like I said on, on the preseason on the rest of it. Yeah. Now for your Bears, I know there's it's not even worth bringing up because. Um, no starters this mm-hmm. weekend. No starters this weekend. So, anyway, there's that. Okay. Grizz schedule that we're going to get into with uh, with Anthony Sane. Much fewer uh, te- uh, national television uh, appearances as yeah. we expected. What I mean, is it like? From 18 to 13 on the big boys, take away the NBA right. TV. It's not as much of a drop-off right, as right. I thought might be possible. It's still right. more than you've had other than last year. Right, right. Fair enough. Uh, how excited are you now that you've gotten your eyes on you can sink your teeth into it? Uh, pretty excited. Discussed this yesterday with Jeffrey on his show right after the schedule came out, and my initial impressions are the same uh, as they are right now. You know, it just feels manageable those first 25. Yeah, there are some good teams in there, uh, but it you know you, you look at what's there. Uh, the the fact that you've got the other thing you looked at the MLK game going to come against a marquee opponent in Golden State, so it won't just be you know you know Grizzlies fans watching you know uh, you against a subpar opponent you're going to have a marquee opponent in here it'll be all of the NBA watching him for all the right reasons that was big but more importantly John my first take was well game 26 is nationally televised that's the one that's what lets you know that the NBA is expecting to have John Morant back after 25 games to start the year we had talked a lot about how he's eligible to return by game 25 but has to meet certain criteria to be back by then 
and Silver has put that out there. Yep. But clearly, the NBA is expecting and hoping to have him back by game 26. Otherwise, that one's that's no coincidence. That's not nationally televised against the Pelicans for no reasons. And I'm sure a Pelicans team that the NBA would love you to develop a rivalry with. Yep. I mean, it seems like they're trying to pair you either with Minnesota or the Pelicans in terms of trying to create a rivalry here. Hey, let's let that happen on its own. Uh, but, yeah, in terms of schedule news, I thought most of it was positive yesterday. Yeah, I mean, look, it's 41 home, 41 away at the end of the day. And then the only thing that matters is how often are you on, you know, TNT, ESPN. No five-game rotors, all, you know, four games, a couple times the longest. You got five-game homestand, I think Rob pointed out, is the longest. No five-game road trips. Solid. Uh, again, a couple of West Coast swings early. But, you know, it'll be up to Marcus Smart and uh, Desmond Bain and – Luke Kennard to hold down the fort. That's, you know, and, and obviously some other guys, but those three in particular, those are the guys that be starting with John Moran out, I feel like. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's really what I've got for what's going on this weekend, unless I'm missing something that you are particularly excited about. Well, you got to start a high school football night. I know that, again, not on your radar. I got you. I already heard you with Jeff, and I, I, I could feel the excitement teaming. He kind of got me excited after talking about it. Yeah. I don't miss covering it, but, but in terms of those days and who I covered, you know, he did ask me, Michael Orr is probably the yeah, best high school football player that we've ever had. No, that I covered. Oh, that you covered. That okay. I actually watched. I told him Greg Cooper out of Melrose, who was a stud, uh, made it to the NFL, just didn't last, had those knee injuries. But if we're just talking pound for pound, you know, guy that ended up being the best, Michael Orr. What you, one Super Bowl, two. Might have been two. Might have been two. I know one for sure. Studley on the basketball court, Studley on the football field. Just in, but Jeff has me best football player. Since high with high school football starting up tonight, Probably, I mean Michael Orr got to be up there. Marlon Brown made the lead, right? The Harding stud that I always yeah. thought should have gone basketball. He proved me wrong. He yeah. was a stud receiver. I don't really remember many football players. I remember one time I covered a football game and uh, Cam cleared, got to jacking with somebody, and they called the game off. Oh, it was Whitehaven. They called the game off. I remember that. That was kind of interesting. Um, I remember Donald Gray from White Station. That dude used to ab- – mm-hmm. that, that dude had three touchdowns every game, and then he ended up going to, like, Mississippi State, I think. Yeah. Um, Chris Marv. Yeah. Who is that? Is he at VT now? He was at Florida State, I thought, with Norvell, but I think last time I looked he uh, – Is he looked, back at Virginia? I thought he was at Virginia Tech before. Maybe look at – I, I just don't think he's with, with Norvell anymore. No, nah, it sounds right. Yeah, I don't think he's with Norvell anymore after being down there. Stud. He's, and the, now, he's the D.C. That's what I thought. Where? At, at, at uh, Virginia Tech. At VT. I got it right. So he moved on. He's now the defensive court. Dude is rising. He's He was a stud player, but a stud coaching prospect I that's mean, moving up the ranks fast. fast. Yeah. Dude's going to be a head coach. Chris Marr, former White I mean, Station he, standout. He, yeah. He's a stud linebacker, though, and it was his. It, it was the smarts that he put with the physical skill that made him stand out so Yeah, much. he was at uh, – Love my uh, public school studs. He was at Mississippi State. Then he was at, uh, then he was at Florida State. Yeah. Uh, I think he only did one year with Norvell. I want to say before he rose up, got DC job. Yeah, I wonder did he not go, did he not have a stop at Vandy? I guess he just played at Vandy. No, he did. He was at Vandy for a bit as a quality control guy and then an inside linebacker coach. But yeah, he started he started uh, rising pretty fast. And from 2018 to today, I mean, he's been at three or four different spots, and each time, obviously, it's a bigger role. So he he is going to be a. It feels like FCS coach next. Right, maybe maybe FBS even. Whatever it is, he's headed there. Yeah. No limit on him. Yeah, I mean AAC. I mean Conference USA. Maybe. I mean if he if he does a great job, he just has. 100%. It's all just about promotion. You know, you got to have a good agent, 
and get your name in there, and you got to have you know the numbers to back you up. But yeah, well, he's on his way, bro. No, he's absolutely on his way. Uh, speaking of on his way, Anthony Sane is on his way. He's going to be in here at eleven twenty-five or so. We'll talk to him about the Grizz schedule and more. Stick around, Jason and John. I turn FM, ESPN. It just got so much harder. Can't even see it straight. I can't even see it straight. Uh, with me, I buy the shots. Anthony Sane is the host of the Anthony Sane Show on Bluff CD Media. He is the tribal chief of Grizz Twitter, independent journalist, founder of Asylum Media Group, father of five-star 2032 multi-sports prospect Gabriel Sane. He's also at the MIPS airport, I believe, this morning, sending his daughter off to Japan? Yes, sir. Now, Osaka that's a big exact. trip. Osaka, Japan. Yeah, don't remind me, man. I'm still, still emotionally wrecked over here. Man. Didn't she get selected to do this? Isn't this? Um, Konnichiwa. I don't even know what that means. Tell, tell her she'll break it down. It means hello. Yeah, I knew that. I was just playing. What, uh, what's uh, this trip for? I'm like Very that. prestigious, I, she's, I believe. Uh, Rosetta she's got, Stone. <laughs> she's, Rosetta Stone. No, she's got, uh, she's got a lot of scholarship money because of what she does. Uh, but she's going to be spending a semester in Japan for school. Um, and it's going to count wow. towards her. That's an incredible place to be able to spend a semester. Towards her studies, whatever. And um, she's down there. She knows some of the kids. Um I think I think a couple of her classmates are down there, and they had some kids that were from Japan who came to MTSU last year that okay. she made friends with. And I think she's supposed to be connecting with them again. Um, she's ext- extremely excited, nervous, of course. She was talking big noise like she wasn't scared, she wasn't nervous at first. She was just ready to go, but yeah, but when it was time you to go. And she's never been on an airplane. And I thought about that today. I looked at her mom. I said, hell, somebody's never been on the damn plane before. This is it. No, she ain't. So her, uh, think about that, man. Your very first time getting on the airplane is going to be on that thing your, for a, while. a dream place across the, the ocean that she's been wanting to go to forever. Sabrina. Um, That's tremendous. You know how kids go through weird middle school years, right, where they're just kind of like doing stuff and you don't really understand what they're doing. Yeah. Sabrina used to lock herself in her room like, Why? for days. We didn't really know what she had going on. She had come out to eat. She'd go back in her room. And we would hear her watching, like, anime cartoons, and we knew she was doing that. But outside of that, we didn't know really what she was doing. And Sabrina would come out, and she would have this book, scrapbook, I mean, sketchbook, where she would be drawing, like, uh, Japanese art, like uh, fashion, fashion and stuff, like clothing. And because she was saying she wanted to get into doing clothing at one time. And then that turned into her, she would come out singing Japanese songs. And, and sometimes, like, You'd be like, what you listen to, Sabrina? Oh, nothing. And she'll, like, cut it off or whatever. And then you'll find out she's listening to, like, Japanese music. How about that? Japanese hip-hop. And she decided to pursue the language. Right. And so and so basically she taught herself Japanese. That's she, amazing. When she went to high school, she was dead set on going to White Station because they're, like, the only school in the city that teaches Japanese at the time. Did you Did you know that? When no. they teach Japanese. We were teaching music? Japanese no. at White Station? Yeah. And, and, she, and when, they first, when she first went to class, her ninth grade year, her teacher was like, wait, like, how do you know? This much already, and she was like, "I learned from watching anime." She was like, "What do you mean? <laughs> like, what are you talking Self-taught. about?" Self-taught. Yeah, she taught herself. She she knew basic Japanese first day. It's of Amazing. And she um she said what she would do. I said, "Sabrina, what do you what do you mean? What I'm asking you is your dad because we know you used to lock yourself in your room and would come out speaking Japanese. But what were you actually doing? Like, were you watching like some type of Rosetta Stone type stuff?" She was like, "No, I literally just watch cartoons." She said, "I watch the cartoon." I pause it. I read the subtitles. I would write down what they said, and I write down the subtitles next to it. Then if I saw it again, I realized, okay, that must mean this. This particular part of that phrase much mean, must mean this because I, like, eliminate. You know, just, like, and she had, like, a glossary book that she she turned her sketchbook into a journal where she was writing Japanese words and what they meant on one side. She was translating Japanese. She's amazing. From watching cartoons. So 
she did well in Japanese her entire four years. And when she went to school and they tested her, she was, she was you know, advanced. That's she was word. taking, like, third-year Japanese her freshman year. That's what, that's, what, that's what the class they thought she needed to take because it's like she don't need to take introductory nothing. She's good. And she, she called me. She was like, Dad, there's nothing but old people in my class. <laughs> like, there's no, nobody fresh out of high school who's in my class. Everybody's, you know, adults or whatever. So she's just been in love with the culture. She's going to school. She wants to be um, – uh, at first, she, I think she wants to be a translator. But now she wants to just uh, go over there and be a teacher and teach Japanese students English. You know, so I think it's fantastic. She's right? more of a uh, what year? She's she more of a small world girl. So I think that that would be a much better suited job for her than being because you know if you're a translator, you're probably working for some money hungry company and doing all these type of things. So yeah, she's junior. She just wants middle. to be a teacher. She's a junior. Okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Hopefully, she's gonna have a safe, yeah, and, and beautiful trip. And it's I'm glad because her she graduated high school in 2020, so she didn't have a graduation. So oh, yeah. I think this is a great way for her to go into her last years in college to. Um, you know, be be in Japan, man. That's the place she's been talking about. She calls herself uh uh not Kablasian. What does she call? It? Oh, she calls herself. Oh my God. Oh, she had a group of girls at her school called the Blazing Blazians. She calls herself a Blazian. She's black, black and Asian. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's your hard pressed telling Serena that she's not. That she's not Japanese. My uh, she has in her soul. It yeah, like. <laughs> yeah my my, uh, my my brother's yeah. gonna say my brother in law when he was in college he uh. He went to a really cool place, like like he went on a mm-hmm. e- England. Mm-hmm. Y'all know about that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Liverpool, the motherland, liver, yeah, <laughs> real exotic. <laughs> and it was really good for him. Uh-huh. He said uh, he uh, he drank and gambled all the time. And that was what he did. Mm-hmm. That's Sounds your brother-in-law. Good. That's what they do in Japan too. Because uh, <laughs> one of Sabrina's Appreciate friends. That story. Thank you, thank you, John. <laughs> one of Sabrina's friends. Um, Sabrina was like, Dad, she said, uh, so-and-so, she she drinks every day now. Like, she drinks beer and stuff every day. I said, it's kind of what they do out there, Sabrina. Beer is like a glass right. of water. You know, like, they don't even look but at it. But they're all, like, 80 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Right. Like, how do you guys do that? Right. Because she's like, she's like, I'm prepared that, you know, beer is going to be so readily available. You know right. What I mean? So. What's that? Wait, Isn't it, that the sake? It's sake, and that what man, it is over drink, there. They every, drink sake, right? They drink everything. Hot sake, man. That's sake or naki is rice wine. She's had like a. It's, it's gross. She's had a subscription. You've had it. Oh yeah. Oh, the purple haze is good. She's had I like a subscription, man. She's had a subscription where she's ordering stuff that like comes to her door once a month. It's like a Japanese care package. It's got like candy, snacks, and I I went to her dorm room and she's got all this Japanese stuff. I'm like, she's letting me taste like. Foreign Kit Kats and bubble yes. teas and little weird little candies and it's it's weird because it's like you'll be tasting something you'll expect in one taste but it tastes like uh, sweet and sour chicken or something <laughs> like it's like it's candy but it tastes like food like it's it's wild man the stuff they have over there yeah so yeah she's in she's totally in love with the culture I'm happy for her man she was sending me uh, pictures from the airplane. I'm like crap. I, I keep forgetting that you're not. You've never been on a plane. She's never even yeah. flown. Uh huh. So she's going like, to a foreign land. Never been on a just, plane. Her, her sensory overload is amazingly on, brave yeah. as well. Yeah, yes. it really is. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, you, what she's connecting. I mean, it's gonna be. And she a, like she knows a couple people over there, but it's not like she's got like a support system over there. You know, right? I mean? It's right. like she's on her own. You know what I mean? And she's got she's got a few racks saved up to get her through the semester. But U U S and Japan relations are are good. Yeah. It so like it's, it's it's not like uh, China. No doubt. Yeah, China's going through it right now. That's yeah. that's neither here nor. I know you want to talk about that. You've brought it up a couple of times. <laughs> well, bankruptcy. They well, one of their uh, you know primary you know banks is looking for some some U.S. help. What else is new? But again, Bro, you know you know they talk about like like stuff changing people. 
That dude having a kid like totally changed his outlook on the world, man. It did. <laughs> that dude be talking about some serious stuff now, man. Like, like what are you talking about, Joe? Yep. That man cares about world affairs like that. Hey, bro. Before, hey, it's only a world affair until it shows up on your doorstep. You're you know right, what I'm man. saying? Like mm-hmm. you just You're never right. you never know. But but <laughs> I, I I'll turn this the conversation to the Grizzlies if All right, you, come on. Uh uh eighty two game schedule, forty one home, forty one away. I don't get super excited about that. Well, we, we we promised our listeners we were gonna do two oh, minutes. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, let's two do minute it. breakdowns on the All first right, twenty five games. Let me get my uh, Chris Harrington hat on. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't uh, even think Harrington cares about the schedule like that, does? Dang, that, I that, that's tough. If, if um, I, only things I really care about looking at the schedule are MLK game. Mm-hmm. If we have you know the five, you know the the um, what I call the primetime game. The, the third game is the primetime game. We got that game. Um, excited about that. Uh, great opponent. You're playing the Golden State Warriors yeah. here. Uh, we're actually playing on MLK Day. You remember the time they gave us that bootleg yes. day before stuff? Yeah, they they're not going to do that to us anymore. Then they tried to spin it like uh, we mm-hmm. get to actually serve and volunteer. What, what time is the game <laughs> on the ML? It's like 5 p.m. Uh, 5 p.m. We got the, that's the prime time. The prime time slot. I think um, we need to start doing some noon games on MLK Day just so you can we've had those have the full day of observance. No, you know, we, we, we would like to observe the day as well, Jason. I'm mean, right. I mean, I think it would only be fair that John we got, wants that. You know, <laughs> all the oh, other he wants shows, to be off. Yeah, well, all pre, all pre the other shows have always enjoyed being off. <laughs> right, right, right. right I, I think you. it was Gary that used to enjoy that benefit yeah. the most. Mm. Yes, exactly right. Like he, he, Yeah, no doubt about I it. I care about MLK Day game. I care about Christmas. We don't have one this year. We knew that going in. That's right. This rivalry day, the rivalry week. Thing you think it's weak is, anyway. Uh, is trash. Like, the concept could be dope, but okay, bro, how can you have rivalry week and the Lakers in, in Boston aren't playing each other? Like, this is just dumb. Like, as far as NBA rivals are concerned, you got the Lakers in Boston. The Knicks in Miami seem like a bigger, bigger rivalry than Brooklyn in New York. Right. I mean, they don't. Brooklyn, New York is not a rivalry. I mean, they are, but outside of the town itself, yeah, the like the, 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 some of the other other stuff is just dumb, man. Like uh, Oklahoma City and the Spurs, get out of here, man. And like, I get what they're trying to do. Like the the Mavericks Hawks thing is Luca Trey Young from that trade. They're always going to be compared to each other. And Denver and Philly is battle of the big men. You know what I mean? I get yeah, that. but these teams don't have history. But they don't. Have, it's like these like their teams that the Grizzlies literally have smoke with. Like us right. in Minnesota, us in Golden State. Right. Lakers. They actually feel away, bro. <laughs> like we actually feel away towards each other. Like if you're going to do something, how do you leave the Grizzlies off when they're like the biggest crap talking team in the league? Like I, I would have done Grizz Lakers. Like wow, that would have yeah, been amazing. Been you know, I mean, or, or do Warriors Warriors Wizards with Draymond versus Jordan Ooh, Poole. Like do like real stuff. Like it's although it's that would have been cheesy, a bloodbath, but yeah. yeah I mean, just, they're just trying to get Win Banyama on TV. Oh, exactly. They're just forcing that man on TV. Spurs have lost hundred fifty thousand games the last right. three. They yeah. have no rivals at all. And that group of dudes ain't got a, ain't got beef with nobody. How, and, how much concern? Win How much concern do you have that Jai won't be back by game twenty six? Uh none. Um, I'm same way. The fact that they set it up where his first possible game back is on national television it tells you what they expect against they expect a team that 25. you also has a star over there in Zion and a team that you kind of they that they can kind of make a rivalry type thing with as well. Like, yeah, I don't think it's coincidence that I'm not gonna say that it's scripted, but it feels script-ish for sure. Like, yeah, that that, that the game with because he's like we've talked about. It's not guaranteed that Jaws gonna be back in 25 games, but I don't think the NBA is concerned about that actually happening because I don't really know what the benchmarks are for Jaws. But he seems to be living a pretty pretty regular life this summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I ain't you know, I've saw I've seen a couple images of him out on the town or out on you know doing whatever. He doesn't seem like he's you know changed anything. Right, I'm not not saying that. It doesn't seem like he's 
part of some kind of strict, you know, has, off the he's map been less thing. visible yeah. though. Yeah, he's been less visible in terms of in town. Yeah, yeah, he's been a whole lot less visible, but it's not like which is great. It's not like he's somewhere in the facility somewhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's out living a normal life. I'm just ready for Ja to just like, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like Laura Ingram here. Now I'm not saying shut up and dribble, but like <laughs> just you know what I'm saying. Be, so what stay, saying at, stay out of the news. That's what I want. That's 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 how I would put it. It's like I'm ready for Ja to just be out of the news, and if he's in the news, it's only because he's putting up fifties. You know, yeah. That's and I hope we can get there because it was a lot more fun when that was happening. Yeah, man. He's. I think John's gonna have a great year this year once he uh, figures it out. But I think something else that a lot of people aren't talking about. Um, a lot of people are talking about actually, but there's no clear answer to it. It feels like John's 25 games away are only going to be 25 games away from actually playing games. I, I don't think he's going to be banned from the facility camp. I think I would not be surprised if John has. The no, ability to yeah. be around the team, practice, sit on the bench, all those type of oh, things. Oh, for sure. I think I think that he's going to be around. May not, maybe not sit on the bench, but I think that he's going to be a part. I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, full of 10-piece honey hots when he gets on the court. Coming off the street, no. I think he's going to be, like, right. already implemented, ready to go when his suspension is over. I don't think he's going to be, like, sitting at the house the whole year while the team is playing. I mean, we said he needs the structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, yeah, I, I'm sure that's actually part of his rehabilitation as far as that goes, so. Uh, you team two or you team uh, team or? Come on, bro. Don't ask me no question like that. It's y'all, obvious. Y'all team I saw you were very emotional on social y'all, media. Y'all about to give me ample. It was only a pivot. That's all it was. I know where you're at. Here's here's the exactly. Here's the question I have here. If the Tuies pass away, does does uh, Michael Orr get part of their inheritance? Is since he's their son and all all that type of stuff? Well, he's not. It's conservatorship. Right. Okay. So I, I haven't seen the will. I don't know if he's in it. <laughs> right. If uh, if he wasn't a uh, football player. What they really have gave a crap about Michael Will. These are just questions I just throw out because everybody's talking about, oh, he got paid or he was a millionaire. Like he probably to this day it has loot. Like he made nice money in the NBA in the NFL. So it's not a money thing. This, you're talking about rich people versus rich people in the conversation. I don't really think it's about money. I think the the issue is about principle, and I think that he does have the right to feel away about how certain things were handled. Um, and people are saying, well, why didn't he have a problem back then? Well, one, he was 16 years old. So, I mean, <laughs> you, you, I, what do you expect? This, he's, you're talking about a kid who was struggling in life, and he didn't have the best quality of life, and these millionaires come to his life and change his life. I don't think he really has many questions to ask at all. But once you become a man, you have a wife, and you have your own family and kids, you start looking back on things. You're like, all right, that might not have been the, the dopest situation. Because I've, I've thrown out words like targeted about Michael Orr. Because the movie paints a picture where there's this huge giant kid at the school and the two of these kids make friends with him and bring him home. And it wasn't the situation at all, man. And old Miss Booster went to Briarcrest and found this humongous kid who was a football player, brought him into his house and funneled this kid to old Miss and brought his coach with him. Like, it's not, it's not, it's, it's a classic story, man. <laughs> it is not the classic story we saw in the movie. He was targeted as a football player and they used, loopholes to get him into the school and the whole conservatorship thing was all based on him going to Ole Miss he didn't have to sign that to go to another school they could have very well put him somewhere else but it was all part of getting him to Ole Miss all part of Hugh Freeze and Hugh Freeze really ticked me off yesterday in a quote I read where he's like um, I love Mike I love the Tuies and but just being real if if the Tuies hadn't done what they have done this story probably would have never happened. No, Hugh Freeze, your story probably would have never happened if it wasn't for the Tuies because Michael Orr probably still would have been a top-level – he was one. Of, he was a, He was on his way to be a top-level football player anyway, he, and he would have played D1 football. 
he probably would have went to the NFL. But if the Tui's and you weren't in cahoots, you would not have been Hugh Freeze. You you went to Ole Miss with Michael Orr. So right. if anybody's story wouldn't be the same, it would be yours. So y'all get me amped up, man. I'm trying to stay off of this. No, look, I I've th- talked about this twice on my show. And I'm, I'm, it's, it just infuriates me how people are just playing the semantics games about this, about like, like uh, well, they, they, they did this out of the kindness of their heart. Right, go look at some of the other stuff their family's done, man. Like, they, they, they don't do – they've done some weird stuff, bro. The story about when the, the, the two kids came into their restaurant just trying to sit there and eat, and uh, Leanne Tui walks up on them like, what are y'all doing? And the kids are like and, – and, and, and she takes a picture of the kids. She posts it on Instagram, and she tells this totally false story about what happened. And the kids oh, themselves – I kind of remember that. Yeah, the yeah. kids themselves like, no, this lady's lying. This, this is 100% not what happened. Like, I, we weren't there begging for food, and, and I've got a job, and I was going to pay for me and my little brother's food. We were waiting on, we were waiting on someone to come get my brother. And we were wait, we were charging our phones, and she creates this false story online to try to make herself look like this hero and this savior to people. And I'm just people are just really talking in circles around it instead of just dealing with the real issue. It's a classic story of someone targeting a kid, an athlete that you want to go to a certain school. You're a booster, so you did whatever you had to do to get this kid to go to your school, which involved bringing them to your house. Am I saying that they didn't care about Michael Orr or they didn't have any relationship with him or they didn't even have love for him? No, I'm not saying that at all. I think all those things are true. But not, let's not act like Michael Orr is not, was not a pawn to a, a nasty game between people with money. You know what I mean? So, And I think that it's fine that he's airing how, how he feels about these things now. I don't care about the money part. I don't care how it plays out in court. But – I'm not going to act like the Tuies are. I'm definitely not going to act like they're victims. And I'm for sure not going to act like they're some type of saviors or did some profound act. Because do, go do those things for just the regular kids from her village who don't play football. Do that for mm-hmm. do that for the kid at, that's at Briarcrest who's just strictly just trying to stay at Briarcrest, keep mm-hmm. his grades up, or his mom can't afford for him to be there, or, yes. or she's working, whatever. Go do it for those kids. I don't give a crap about what you did for some kid that you think could be an awesome offensive lineman at Ole Miss. I don't care about that. Because I never even watched the movie, bro, just because I knew. Like, I see through all this. Y'all, y'all reached out to this kid because he's this giant kid at your school that plays football, and you're trying to get him to go to Ole Miss. I, I saw through the whole thing. It never was about just helping some random kid, you know, whatever, because – like I said, when he dies, if he's your son, is he getting part of your inheritance? Right. No, he ain't. Well, because <laughs> he's not. Your I mean, son. to that point, I have volunteered uh, publicly to mm-hmm. adopt Cooper Flag. I have, <laughs> right, right. I, I I will do it. Yep. I mean, whatever the cost. I'm, I'm gonna hit up Billy Richmond and see if, <laughs> if Billy the Third needs a, a, yeah, I mean, a, a coat. Uh, <laughs> he's a cold dad. I yeah, mean. I mean, I'm willing to adopt any yeah. potential Division One athlete uh, or NBA player. It's crazy, man. Like, and the people are really talking around the the obvious issue. Like, this kid, this was not a natural, organic, loving relationship. They targeted this kid because they want this kid to go to Ole Miss. Like, stop acting like they just randomly found this kid to school who was struggling and they just brought him in, and that's. Yeah, and, and and people are like, well, it's it's Hollywood, you know. They're right. Gonna, they're gonna fabricate the story. Yeah, sure, but this story, that story also paints a pretty nasty picture when you're when you're taking a man and making him where he can't read and write. Right. Never seen a bed before. Um, you your kid taught him how to play football. This kid was a very good high school football player when y'all found him. Right. And they're painting this picture where we oh we saved his life and we did all these things. And there are people arguing me about movie facts. That's what's killing me about people are coming at me and confront me about movie lines. <laughs> I'm like, bro, let's talk about what happened in real life, bro. Because um, 
Michael Orr, I can't remember the guy's name, but Michael Orr was living with a black man in the projects that was like a youth coach or something like that. Big Tony. Yeah, Big Tony. That was his name. He was like a youth football coach. I would credit that dude because he's the reason why he even got the, that story. Big Tony. That led to him getting front. to Briar Crest in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you come in, you take him out of that man's care, which probably was the best move. I'm not, I don't know Big Tony, but I assume if he was living more in her village. More savior than yeah, that kid, than what they've tried to make. Exactly. But, you, but you're making, like, yeah, man, I can I can talk about this for hours. I've talked about it twice on my show. And, yeah, I'm kind of, it just makes me, it irritates me more and more. And, and to see people defending this crap and, you know. But, yeah, check check it out. I, I talked about it again today on the Anthony Sane Show. We'll be on at 12. Uh, mayoral candidate Paul Young joined me. How about uh, that? Yeah, he's going to be on with me today at 12 as well. Real cool dude. Uh, check that out, man. But yeah. Free Michael Orr, for sure. Well, he's, 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 I was going to say, he's, you know, he's trying. I, I think all oh, of Oh, and another thing on the Michael Orr situation. He's, I'm sorry. He, bro, he's free. He's free. <laughs> Are you saying give him the millions? Is that no, I'm what joking, you, yeah, okay, okay, I thought okay. I'd free somebody for yeah, everything. Yeah. No, but uh, another thing too, man. Like, Sean too is like, if Michael ever wanted us to take the conservatorship off, all, we would have done this years ago. Why is it his responsibility? Why didn't you take it off a long time ago? I don't understand why it was not dissolved. He's a grown-ass man. If, why if, is it if he not? needed that to get right. into Ole Miss, once he was in Ole Miss, why didn't you just right. take it off? Why didn't you Why didn't you have that dangling and, and, and then you proceed with the adoption process. Right, exactly. Right. No, he was too old. He was too old to get oh, no, Jeff said in Tennessee you could do the adult. Tui told him you couldn't because See, he was too old. But Jeff wouldn't but this, found this the, the guy, law. This is the guy nope. y'all stomping for. The guy was out there obviously lying. Like he's Man, get out of here. If you wanted to adopt him, he you could have. You're saying he could have adopted him. Yeah. Right, because in do- uh, uh, legally adopting him means he's your actual son. Exactly. And when, and when they close their casket on you, he's entitled to exactly. as part of your family. So he wasn't. My whole thing is, why are you splitting it up with all the kids and y'all evenly when he's the. But he, he, when he you got, want, we, to their point, and what the attorney kept harping on right. is they got money. Right. Imagine. So imagine just put family, it all in a trust for him then. Imagine family if, movie night and you're at home with your beautiful wife and kids and you put in Blindside and you're Michael Ward. They, your kids have to watch you looking like uh, John Coffee from the Green Mile. Like, like that's what that's what that man has to go through, man. And it, actually, it's it's a lot easier to adopt somebody over the age of eighteen. For real? Yeah, it's it's a lot man, simpler. An adult no, adoption. Thinking. That's what yeah. Jeff was talking about. It's just it's like adult, a you, you just do the person no, agrees thinking, a guy agreed to be you know adopted. To Jeff, I mean, that's how I said to Jeff. Correct, man. Jeff went behind that. Tui told him oh, we could only do this. Jeff found the law. That's yeah, good. Man. Get out of my face. With, yeah. with the two weeks. I think that's a big uh, blow to like the whole story, right? Beyond right. like well, what, whatever these disputes are in terms of the framing of the right. thing. Well, that's where I come back in, and it goes back to saying, and you you have gone on and done the motivational speaking thing and mm-hmm. continued to sell it as an adoption. Right. And, right? You're, part, and on their website right now, family. their adoption. website right now lists Michael Orr as their right. adopted son. So that ain't the movie anymore. Right, that's, that's real life. you continuing that's to perpetuate life imitating the life. 100%. Right. That's that's what bothers me. People acting like they just did all this out of the kind of their heart. No, they didn't. Because if it was done out of the kindness of their heart, he would have been their legal adopted son. He would have been, right. have rights to all benefits of being part of the Tui family. He's not. You used him as a pawn to get him to Ole Miss and everything else, the rest is history. I'm not saying that. That, I'm not saying that this con- conservatorship touched his NFL money. That clearly didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that you kept that lingering over his head as if it's, oh, just let us know you want to take this off, Mike. No, man, you should have been taking it. off really this weird, too. Yeah. You know, it's just so. it's weirdo activity, and people like really defending these people like, oh, I got a question for you. Are y'all, you seeing a lot of that? Know. I haven't seen any I got yet. another question for y'all. Why, why are we looking at this so much differently than we looked at the Albert Mean situation and the Keaton Lawson situation? Y'all can go to break on that one if you want to. That's just a question I'm throwing out there. We, don't, do, we don't take breaks on this <laughs> show. <laughs> why, why are people like Keaton Lawson vilified for their own freaking sons for the things mm-hmm. he's done? 
in the Albamin situation where, yeah, he got paid to go to school, what's the difference other than y'all went through a nasty back way to go do it instead of just directly getting paid to well, Al- Albert to didn't. That was, a, that was the crime of that thing. Albert didn't get he didn't damn get thing. He was right. sold. But y'all understand what I'm saying, I'm not right? As it's still, it's all nasty college football. Nah, to the point you made it on Keelan, especially because that dude got vilified. vilified he was in this a, city. He was called a pimp and everything else. For his own and those kids. Are, that's his blood. And he went, this, the Tui family now. went out and found a kid who was not their child, and they brought him in, and they funneled him to Ole Miss, but they had to sign a nasty document for him to go there. When they could have sent, the sent him anywhere. They did not have to sign that. If he wanted to go to Memphis, hey, go to Memphis, kid. You live with the two. It's okay, cool. The fact that Sean Tui was an Ole Miss booster messed up that whole thing. But he had to sign that to get him to go to Ole Miss. As if he couldn't have went to make him part of the family. Right. He had to be part of the family, but he ain't part of the family because he's not their adopted son. And people are trying to act like they're some type of heroes. Get out of my face. I don't want to hear it. And I don't care. I really don't care who I'm offending. Y'all know I don't care about that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I. Because you know what? You know the problem I got with the Tuis? The Mexican melt and the Mexican pizza got off the menu on y'all watch, man. Was that a? <laughs> did they sell? It was a corporate. Did they sell after Mexican pizza? Why didn't they? Why didn't they stand up for that, man? I think they had a lot going on. And, with the, and the, the Nacho Bell Grande, the chips are terrible now. And. I blame the Tuis, man. I'm not giving you credit if you're owning 200 Taco Bells and you let that. So, I think he sold them, though. But I'm saying, uh, they were there when they owned those restaurants, You said man, it was on his watch. It was oh, on the, the oh, Mexican melt and the Mexican pizza left them in right. you while they were, while wow, they were there. Oh, wow. He didn't fight. Yeah. He didn't. He owned every Taco Bell in Memphis? I don't know what he owned. But they, those items left while the Tuis still owned those okay. locations. I don't, that alone makes me not trust you. Yeah, I, I respect I respect Keelan because Keelan was always straight up. Yeah, but, but we've no seen question. we've seen Keelan be vilified for his, oh yeah, you, no, you yeah. dang right his about that. Children. He got killed. But for the Tories look like they're some type of saviors or hero. No, they're not, bro. I, I think Keelan, what they did was nastier than what Keelan was doing. Like Keelan just uh, he was just raw with it. He's just like, yeah. all right, you hire me, you can have my sons. Like he was just he was too hot for TV with it in a lot of these people's minds. You bro, know, we had never freeze, really seen somebody. Freeze his whole career is based off of Michael Orr. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's no, there's no denying it. And we're talking about, come on, man. Yeah. What are we talking? What, what are we doing? Like, and we're trying to act like, get out of my face, bro. Like, I don't really care who that offends. I feel like it's our responsibility Whatever. to calm you back down yeah, good, before bro. we get, before you get how, back in the how car. How do we do it? What are we asking? Have you listened to Brandon Clark's new? Uh, <laughs> new, new He's, oh, what's he got? I, that uh, did it for sure. <laughs> I try. I try to bring myself out of it by joking about Mexican melts and Mexican pizza. You're right. What right. is he? What does he have? What is he man, have? An album or something? These dudes, man. Yeah, it's like a YouTube or album or something. I don't know. I don't. I think part He's of the got new music out. Respect that. I didn't know he made music. Now you know. Yeah. What, BC, what kind of music is it? BCVS like, is his name. Is he a rapper? Yeah. He's a rapper. He's like a. They be crapping even mumble rap. They misses. It's there, bro. Is it like explicit? Stumble rap, yes. It's explicit. It, I'm just thinking. But he's about, literally I'm, talking about nothing. You, is it stumble rap or mumble? He's stumble rap, jumble rap. Is it? It's mumble rap. No, nah, it's no. stumble rapping, bro. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Naive man, as hell. stomach bubbling, rapping, bro. Is this bad? Every word, literally, when you listen to the album, every word rhymes with the D word, the S word. Like you know, the the, the final syllable is okay, the D so. word, the S word, fit, lit. Well, he can't play it. He I can't play it. It's terrible. It, it's, all of it? He doesn't have literally. one, can't clean, find a clean, he version, one clean song? Yeah, I, I can't you. find I a clean song. We can't play um, it there. All, yeah. the, all that he's talking about Man, is BC? like. We can't start bringing the rundown in with Brandon <laughs> No, you. it's hard. Like, I got too much cash, yeah. too many diamonds. Let me clear this up. I'm not saying it's horrible because of the subject matter. It's horrible because it's horrible. His, his ability. 
Well, I, I think of his like interviews, and I and like he, you know, he's like a monotone voice. Man, like, and it's not that voice. It's some other thing he's doing. He switches it up. He's like, auto tune. Like he's living a whole other life. Out here. It's trash, bro. <laughs> it's trash. <laughs> too many diamonds. They doubt too many. Oh, what is too that? Much cash. That's Brandon Clark rapping, man. That's oh, his that's voice. That's it. That's uh, we got. He got Jaren. Gotta... He got Jaren featured on a couple now, of joints. Now, did he see Jaren doing it and get into it? I don't know. Because out, because that would be Jaren's yeah. album was decent. Yeah, it was. See, this is the last yeah. thing John needs. Too many diamonds. <laughs> I got too much cash now. Too many diamonds. I got too much. Out bro, he's kind of like AI, bro. <laughs> he's he's about to get in the Fs. Yeah, we we got to get some. Oh, that's terrible, man. That's it. But he's right. not talking about you hard. nothing. Yeah. BC hard. Every song Gun is literally shots. him talking about girls who want him for his money. <laughs> it's literally all he's talking. Every song is girls girls want me for my money. Hey, I'm all about it. Look at my fit. Get off my expression, bro. But uh, look at my fit. So, Look at this. So, so basically, he just paid somebody to make him some beats and and uh, read hook on I hope he phonics. didn't pay anybody for those beats. I hope he got those off of a free, uh, <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> uh, free license. Uh, yeah, yeah, like our, fair run, use. our rundown song. Oh, it's something like, I hope he didn't actually pay for those beats, man. Damn, BC. Wow. He, had Jaren, he made Jaren look like, yeah. like Jay-Z. <laughs> Like, <laughs> Jerry came with that joint like a Lil Wayne feature. Man, so if you if so if you were, hey, Wayne, I mean Jerry came out like a Drake feature with that man stuff, man, for real. So if you were uh, working at the source, you would give his album man, one mic, uh, ass, a, a two pack of ass. Oh, that's what I get that man, man. it was Brand, bro, man, never terrible. gonna listen again. Is it is, it is it grounds for out. a trade? Is it worth trading? Hey man, it's got me look. It's got me feeling some type of way for sure. Cause it, it seems like the Grizzlies like rehab program includes like, hey, go make an ass album, like. <laughs> Cause I, I, if John makes one, it's a wrap. Yeah, like if for real. Like maybe that may be part of the mental health thing. Like, okay, guys, instead of sitting up worrying about an injury, go go get in the studio. Constructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but Jaron's. I don't need y'all to rap about anything. What he is, might get a Rico is, charge. Or, we don't need nothing. Real. We don't need. Yeah, John like, I, I, no, no, like we need to never see a John mixtape yeah. because no. that that will be the true end of it. Yeah, because he'll be they'll he'll be he'll be held liable for everything he's. Because he'll get like real features on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he might and, have, and like it, little baby. He may retire from the NBA. Like that, that that would be the problem. Jaren Jaren's songs, like, are they? Jaren album wasn't that bad though. Do, does he? What's he rap about? Like fashion? The, the same stuff. So clothes and does he curse like another that? Another word that rhymes with clothes. Does and, he? Does he rap about? Uh, does he curse? Yeah. But uh, see, Jaren was talking about you know shooting folks. So I'm like, nah, we definitely Jaren. Yeah, we definitely can't do that. Jaren was talking about. He shooting said folks? he said something like uh, shoot him, shoot him from deep, like D Bane or something like that. Something like that, bro. Something, what? He was saying something like that. Come on. Why is everybody on this team obsessed with shooting people, man? But, but if Jaren says it's like, oh, that's cute. Jaren's talking about shooting dudes. But like if John got, says it, it'll be on TMZ. So. You, got sure Bra- you got Brandon Clark out here. Yeah, I these mean, dudes wilding, man. Luke Kennard got one in the skinny mix. jean gangsters out here, man. I mean, this is insane, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't know. What's up with the Grizz, man? I know it's like the wave hey, now. It's the I, wave. I feel extremely old, man. Hey, but we got two. That's what it is. We're getting old. In Memphis rap history, man, you got 3-6 Mafia, Yo Gotti.